0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 82 of everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. My name is Nick Rose and uh, we got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. That's what we do here. That's why we're here. You guys like listening to stories and I've got stories to tell. So, uh, uh, without further ado, man, I got some lunch sitting here and uh, I'm all fueled up and ready to go. So let's hit the theme song, get things started, and uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. Here we go. Hi, man welcome back um i gotta say if you're new to the show welcome um i haven't done this in a while but it's, come on it's 82 episodes in um we got a, a special format of how i do the things on this show here do a little uh introduction you hear the song and then this is kind of where i rant and rave and after this we'll play a, another song and then so on and so forth you'll see so um for my rants and rave section of the show i just want to say how's everybody been um I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves, having a good week, weekend, whenever it is that you're listening to this. Um, yeah. So, uh, I've been doing those little mini episodes, uh, every other week, and I've been getting a lot of positive feedback. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying doing it. I think it's a lot of fun to, uh, read the Goosebumps books. Um, I mean, they were big when I was a kid, and, uh, now that my kids are getting older, I'm introducing them to Goosebumps, and right now um, we're, we're reading Night of the Living Dummy, and so I didn't want to spoil it by starting with that one, so we started with Monster Blood on the podcast here, um, just because, I mean, that was the first Goosebumps book I ever read. That was my introduction to scary uh, novels as a kid, and I thought, how cool is this? Uh, there might be some people that remember it and some people that don't. You're getting introduced to something cool. Um, I know audiobooks are all the rage right now, and I love them. And I always thought it would be cool to record audiobooks for my kids. So in the future, they got something to uh, to check out, you know. I wish that, you know, my parents or grandparents or people that aren't around anymore, um, well, my, my parents are, but, you know, my grandparents and stuff, I wish they would have been able to do something like this so, you know, you could hear their voice and you have something to remember them by and... Anyway, I think that's pretty cool. Um, so, out of the glum stuff here, I got a couple things I want to rant and rave about here. Kind of, kind of taking a dark turn for the podcast here. There's a couple things that's been bugging me, um, and it, we gotta just stop it, cut it out. Um, the first one that's been kind of eating at me is fundraising oh my god i get it you need funds you gotta raise them so that's what we do but uh, when you have kids there's lots of fundraisers and there's lots of kids selling lots of things at lots of different times and not everybody can cooperate or participate in such events Um, for example uh, right now in in scouts my son's selling popcorn which is pretty rad and we bought a bunch ourselves and you know everybody loves popcorn so you know it's it's cool but then the same day, he comes home from school with another piece of paper for fundraising for his school. And I'm thinking, dude, I can't do multiple fundraisers. It's hard enough to get people to buy one thing, let alone two, multiple things. So um it, it's been kind of difficult. And um I mean, I don't remember doing so many fundraisers when I was a kid, you know, chocolate bars once a year. But this dude's got, you know, cookies and popcorn and running. And I actually just got back from his... uh run for funds uh, thing at the school, and he was actually really cool, man, he he did so good, he ran two miles, a little seven-year-old kid, he ran two miles, and I was excited because um, they did this buddy lap system, or buddy lap uh, segment where, you know, they said, hey, find a buddy and run with him, and he didn't have anyone to run with him, so I'm like, all right, hold my water, and I got in there and ran a couple laps with him, which is something I don't do, I'm not really physically... Active. I don't like running. I never did as a kid, so I don't know where he gets it from. But it was nice to go in there and you know, hold his hand and give him water and run with him and you know be a, be a team and stuff. And it was really cool. I was so proud of him. But so the thing with that is, <clears throat> they want us to raise money, and uh, it's hard enough as it is. You know, I'm trying to earn my own money and pay bills and and do all this other stuff and fund their savings accounts and all this other crazy adult stuff, and then I got to do, you know, the the out-of-school activities, the the fundraising with the popcorn and the fundraising for school, and I thought, you know, I can't, it's just too much, we're not going to do it this year, period. Well, then I get an email from the school that says, uh, hey, you know, we need 100% class participation in order for them to get, you know, like a pizza party. It's like, great, so now if I don't participate, he's going to be the one man left out that ruins it for the whole class. I was like, I can't do that. How much do I need? 75 bucks per kid. Seriously? That's a lot. So that's way. I and mean. I mean, fundraising stuff is stressful. Um, I had to rant about that. The next thing that I got to rant about that really got to stop. Um. <laughs> well, I don't know if you have to stop it, but this is something that I don't really care for, and I don't really understand. Um, I don't understand t-shirts and hats and like bumper stickers and stuff like that with your state on it or your state uh flag or or whatever it is to me that's weird um don't ever buy me something with my state on it because i don't understand it i'm already here you know what am i representing i'm not in a gang you know and uh i always i always see those shirts and i'm like oh so okay in case you forget where you are or you know, someone comes from out of town, they're like, oh, I'm so glad I saw your shirt. I had no idea where I was. Other than that, I don't see a point. Don't ever get me something with the state flag on it. I don't care about stuff like that, but I, it's something I don't understand why why people do. And like, they'll get the, the state flag tattooed on their arm. And I'm like, I, I, I don't get that. You know where you live. Why do you need to remind everyone or... Uh, I don't know that's something that I just never understood, like you go to a different state, that's how they know where you're from. I guess I don't really care what other people think, and that's that's another big part of it but um, so getting to the part where the the things we need to stop this is what I hate um <laughs> so there's a lot of memes and gifs and videos and stuff going around where it says like actual footage of me trying to get my life together, and it's like. Some baby falling on the floor or like, I don't know, some dude dropping a pot of spaghetti or, you know, stupid things like a hamster falling out of a hamster ball or the wheel and it says, actual footage of me getting my life together, actual footage of when someone says, how's your day going? And it's like a kid falling in a ball pit. I don't know. I don't understand those. I think they're stupid. Stop doing that. They're annoying. So back in the day, we used to have these, uh, used to go to the mall, um, Ask your parents what malls are, kids. I don't know if they're still around. But (laughs) you used to go to the mall, and in the mall, there was these, like, you know, those T-shirt shops um, where they would custom print T-shirts and put them up, and they'd have dumb sayings on them, like, I don't need your attitude. I have my own. And, you know, those those dumb, quirky sayings, like, you know, the, the Hot Topic shirts that it's like, normal's just a setting on the washing machine. Those stupid things. That, thankfully, everybody stopped wearing. Everybody that wasn't an awkward uh, emo teenager. Anyway. Or, like, the oversized Looney Tunes shirts with Bugs Bunny wearing sagging pants and a backwards hat doing a gang sign. Remember those? Like, the Thug Life and it's got Taz on it or Daffy Duck. A horrible trend of the 90s, I know. But that's... That was like the big thing back in the day, and it was really annoying and obnoxious. I feel like those actual footage, memes, and pictures are today's version of those t-shirts from back in the day. And honestly, stop doing it. Stop Stop sending those and putting them on Facebook, because it's not actual footage. If your life is really that horrible, do something to change it, because come on. (laughs) All you really have to do, get up in the morning, go to work, make a living, come home, Sit in your favorite spot and veg. That's all you got to do. That's life. And it's awesome. Um, This whole, oh, I can't get my life together. Well, what kind of choices and mistakes are you making in life that you can't figure things out properly? Are you that obnoxious? Come on. (laughs) So anyway, um, there's there's a lot of that. It's been kind of eating at me that I I keep seeing. Um, Another thing that I, I keep seeing online, too, is like. And I've said it before about how technology, I fear, is making us dumber as a civilization. And that is true. Um, You know, think about that. You know, Rome was one of the biggest, most technologically advanced civilizations of all time. And they destroyed themselves. You know, they got to a point where they just collapsed. And I think we're on the verge of that as well in this generation and time and uh place in life and i keep seeing these kids with the screens and they they're so focused and absorbed in their screens that they have a disconnect from reality and they lack common sense and common i don't know things and uh, not just common sense but empathy a lack of i don't know Lack of urgency, uh, willingness to, to work. I don't know what it is, man. But, like, I think we're getting dumber and lazier as a civilization as uh, the younger kids go. And one thing that I've been doing at work every time I have to write something, in the you know, for the kids to see and stuff. If I'm in a mood with them, I'll write everything in cursive because I know they can't read it. What kid can't read cursive anymore? That used to be a standard thing. And that's something that I am teaching my kids at home because they won't learn it in school. Um, it's, something, it's just knowledge, you know. You have these little tablets and computers in your pocket at all time that have endless knowledge of the world. But you use them to put up actual footage of me getting my life together memes and duck face selfies with dog filters. Come on now. Learn something. Read a book. Go to a library. I'll say it again. Library. It's a free place where you can go, and there's endless books and knowledge there. Knowledge is power. That's what G.I. Joe used to say. <laughs> but um, I don't know. There's a few things. I watched a video this morning of a, of a teenage girl, and uh, the mom gave her 20 bucks cash and said, fill up my tank. And the girl couldn't figure out what to do with the cash because it wasn't a card that you swiped at the machine. Who's at fault here, the parent or the child? I think both, because at seven or eight years old, this is before prepay, because there was like a sense of trust, I guess, I don't know, where you could go to a gas pump, pop it in the tank, push the button, and then you pay afterwards. And we would do that, and my mom would say, 20 bucks, don't go over. And I was able to do that, push the handle, squeeze it until it hit 20, Walk up to the cashier. Here's 20 bucks. Have a good day. This girl could not figure out what to do with a $20 bill, trying to stick it in the card slot, didn't know how to go inside and pay for something. And I was looking at her thinking, you're about 15 years old, 14 maybe. You should know how to do this. Then again, your parents should have taught you something in life instead of letting you rely on screens and technology to be your babysitter, watching, you know, internet cat videos and people opening Kinder Egg toys. I don't know. That's just, uh, that's just me. So that's my rant and raves. I have to get that out there. Like pick up a book, man. It's cool to be smart. It's, it's, uh, really obnoxious to be stupid and lazy. And there's a lot of stupid and lazy people, which, uh, there's a lot of them hanging out on my block, just standing there with signs every single day. And I've seen the same people Every day for the last two years, standing out there with a sign, anything helps, homeless. I get it. Life is hard sometimes. And it's expensive to live. I get that. But when you're standing outside of a place of business that has a now hiring sign, every day for the last two years, you didn't think once to go in there and get a job. I don't feel sorry for you. Everywhere I go, I go to a gas station, I go to the grocery store, I go pick up my kids, I go... To the library. I go anywhere. There's always someone that greets me at the door asking for money. Hey, man, you got a dollar? Hey, can I have some change? Hey, do you have this for me? It's like they stand there going, well, you look like you work hard. You have a good life. You you uh, work hard to earn your keep. Give it to me. Give me some. Well, what did you do to earn it, sir? Nothing. I wrote on a sign. Well, you did nothing, and therefore you get nothing. Because I'm not out there... Busting my balls working 16, 17 hour days, 60, 70 hours a week to give it all to you while you stand there with a sign that says, oh, I'm heartbroken. Give me a dollar. But the worst one, and I'll say this, the worst one that doesn't, it, it makes me sad in a way, but it infuriates me and it makes me full of rage is when I see the parents standing out there with their kids and the kids have their own signs. Because I think, yes, everyone struggles in everyday life. Everybody has a struggle, but it's not your kid's fault or responsibility to feel your struggle. It is not their job to be under that scrutiny. And you have to make a better life for them. They should be kids right now. They shouldn't be worrying about whether or not they're going to earn enough money for you by holding a sign. Because what are you teaching them? How to beg? How to get a handout because the world owes you. The world doesn't owe you one single thing. So, and I, I saw a couple, they've been out, they've been out at the end of my block for a couple weeks now with a brand new baby. And the baby is always in a full diaper, just sitting there as these two young, young parents, early 20s, kids standing there with signs, Uh, oh, need money. Dude, you have a kid. Get out there and get a job. Go out there and get two jobs. I don't care if you think it's beneath you. Getting a paycheck for your child to live a well-nourished and happy and healthy life, there's no price tag on that. Whether you want to do it or not, that is your responsibility. You brought a child into the world. It is not that child's fault. Or it's not their responsibility to suffer. It's your job to prevent that from happening. And then you stand there trying to get everyone to feel sorry for you. I don't, I don't feel bad for you. So, um, get off, get off the, uh, the lazy wheels here and, and you know, go, go get a job. That's, that's all I gotta say. I've, uh, I've earned my keep ever since I've been on my own at 18 years old. I've never even asked for a gallon of milk. So, <laughs> yes, I've struggled. But you know what? I, I'm a survivor and I make it work and I, I make it through and I always find a way, whether that's collecting cans, whether that's going door to door. If those guys with the signs came up to my door and asked, hey, can I have 20 bucks if I mow your lawn? Dude, I'll provide the mower and the gas. All you got to do is mow it. I'll give you 20 bucks. Do something to earn it. Don't just stand there with a handout asking for something for free. If you're going to work for it, earn it. Be proud of what you have. Everything I have, I have worked hard for and I have earned. And that makes it that more special and, um, I don't know, worth it, I guess. So do yourselves a favor and take pride in your life, you know? Um, I got, I work with a bunch of kids and I, I guarantee their house smells like pee because they don't know how to clean up after themselves. And if you're not taking a, taking pride in your appearance your hygiene or the place you work take place take take pride in the in the place you live you know be happy to, to i don't know to earn something good and to do something good everybody wants to make a change in the world make a change man go to work get a job do something earn your keep don't just stand there with a sign that's not earning anything That's begging, asking for a handout, and showing future generations, um, how to be lazy, set an example. So, there's my rant. And, uh, man, we're almost at 20 minutes. So, (laughs) I had a lot to say with that. And, uh, we haven't even gotten to our top five yet. So, I'm gonna play a song, and, uh, we'll get into our top five list, and then we'll go from there. So, I'll see you guys in a couple minutes. figured that would uh, be pretty fitting for uh, a lot of the the stuff I've been talking about and a lot of the people that, uh, you know, you see them online, you know who I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, on a completely unrelated note, this, uh, this has nothing to do with the first half of the show, so that's kind of how we do things here. But uh, throughout the entire existence of humanity, people have always taken a deep, dark interest in the occult, right? Why? Because, truth be told, we absolutely love a good ghost story from time to time. Now, it's no secret that in Hollywood, horror movies mean big bucks. So very much revenue, in fact, that a film initially made on a fifteen thousand dollar budget, such as uh, Paranormal Activity Four, for example, um, can make up to one hundred and sixty-one million eight hundred thirty thousand eight hundred ninety dollars at the box office alone, which it did in co- according to uh, Investopedia. So, um, with tales of ghosts, goblins, and other creepy crawlies and boogeymen, so deeply inlaid into our culture. It's no small wonder why our fears have so much power over us. Uh, the following fearsome five are all creatures taken from the early days of fright when pages did the talking and movies as we call them didn't quite exist yet. These are the top five most frightening monsters in English literature of all time. So it kind of goes back to what I was saying, pick up a book and read it, man. This is, uh, this is gonna be good. So, um, Top five scariest uh, monsters. So, ready? We're kind of getting into the fall season, so I thought we'd kind of get on that. Anyway, uh, number five, Grendel from Beowulf. Long long story short, Grendel ate a lot of people, and I do mean a lot of people, until finally he became enough of a nuisance that Beowulf ripped his arm off and sent the creature back to his lair to die. Um, A descendant of the biblical Cain, Grendel is referred to in the old Anglo-Saxon tale as a, as very terrible to look upon and becomes greatly irritated at the sound of Christian hymns. Uh, some would even argue that he is the earliest representation of evil ever recorded. Grendel is truly the original bad guy, and that's why he's here at number five. By the way, this, these are all called from five top.com, which I am so grateful for because, uh, come on, 82 episodes in, it is hard to come up with top five lists. So, this, <coughs> excuse me. this helps a lot. And I'm going to be unprofessional here. Mm. Ah, Clear my throat a little bit. Number four is uh, Mr. Hyde from The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, Perhaps one of the most striking statements on the duality of human nature, Mr. Edward Hyde represents the evil found in every human soul, committing a spree of murders wherever he goes and soiling the good name of his upstanding citizen alter ego, Dr. Henry Jekyll. Because Mr. Hyde does represent the darkness found deep within all of us, it should be a no-brainer as to why he's considered so scary, especially when he finally overpowers the saintly Dr. Jekyll, bringing both of their lives to a sudden, bitter end. Spoilers. Uh, Number three, the Jabberwocky from Through the Looking Glass and What Alice Found There. So it's not the dance group, guys. Come on. English film great Sir Alfred Hitchcock knew the secret to... Let me start that over. English film great Sir Alfred Hitchcock knew the true secret to inspiring fear in the hearts of men, as did the creators behind the 1979 science fiction slash horror movie Alien, which just so happens to be one of my favorite films. Honestly. Uh, so what exactly what exactly is the key to scaring the bejesus out of folks? Mystery, of course. Keep the killer slash monster hidden. Don't let your audience see it. And when they do finally catch a glimpse of it, make sure it's only just a glimpse. A claw maybe, or the the tip of its tail, that's how you frighten an audience. Lewis Carroll's poem, Jabberwocky, while mostly nonsensical at first glance, utilizes that same sense of eeriness which comes with keeping the killer in the dark. Tw- uh, <clears throat> "'Twas brillig," Carroll wrote, "'and the slithy toes did gyre and gimble in the wabe." I don't know about you, but I don't know what the author meant by brillig, slithy toes, or wabe. In short, the Jabberwock seems heavily hidden to me and scary. (laughs) Number two, Frankenstein's monster, from Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus. The most frightening thing about Frankenstein is not actually the monster itself, but rather the lesson it conveys to its readers. Victor Frankenstein's foolish attempts at becoming a force mightier than God are what ultimately destroys him, and that, perhaps, is the most scary concept of all. Don't believe me? Just imagine being ruthlessly hunted day in and day out by a monster of your own creation. Still skeptical? Listen to the atomic bomb, as well as all of the destruction people have caused through the use of powerful weaponry over the years, and you'll have therein a situation almost equivalent to Victor's yellow-skinned, fire-fearing abomination. Think about that. Number one, of course, obviously. Hail Satan, the devil, from various accounts. Lucifer, Satan, the devil, all names which call forth horrifying images of darkness, death, despair, and deceit. In Hebrew, his name means the accuser, or the adversary. In both the Bible as well as the epic poem Paradise Lost, Lucifer is cast down to serve as its fallen ruler. Being, of course where he earns his new nickname. He is best known for his treachery against God and his fellow angels in a futile attempt to overthrow the kingdom of heaven. Frankenstein's monster compares himself to Satan when he is rejected by his father and both Grendel and the vampire Dracula are often described to be the devil's sons. After all, Lucy is the indisputable root of all evil. Not only that, but nearly each and every religion around the world believes in some variation of the devil. Even the ancient cultures, such as the Greeks and Mayans, had their gods of evil, suffering, and death, like Hunhao, the Mayan god of the underworld. Uh, Satan has been capturing and corrupting the hearts, minds, and souls of human beings ever since the dawn of our creation. And what could be more frightening than that? There it is. Your top five scariest monsters, from mildly fearsome to excruciatingly spine-tingling. These five were taken only from English literature. So, um, there's... Oh, man, I hit the mic pretty hard there. I'm sorry about that. Guys? Man, unprofessionalism at its finest here. So, uh, there you go, man. There's your top five. So, with that, man, gain some knowledge. You can talk about that at uh, parties and stuff. Um... Let's, uh, but I'm not finished. Let's gain some more knowledge. Let's hit our trivia theme and uh, we'll answer the last question. Here we go. So we're going back a couple of weeks now. I'm going to reread you the question that I had for you guys from last week. So it was which Disney film released around Thanksgiving, 1992 passed $200 million in total box office ticket sales within the first six months of its release and became one of the top money making films of all time. The answer is Aladdin. And that's one of my kids' favorite movies. He listens to the soundtrack every night before bed. I remember seeing that in the theater when it came out. So that was, uh, that's pretty good. Um Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Here you go. Here's an easy one for you. It's a movie question as usual. Uh Brad Pitt starred as a seeker of spirituality in the Himalayas in what 1997 film? So uh go ahead and mull that one over. You can uh answer the trivia questions at uh just okay pod at gmail.com. Um, you can also answer it on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay. Um, all one word. Um, I also have shirts, um, and, and all kinds of merchandise. You can go to cafepress.com slash this podcast is just okay merchandise. Um, there's tons of stuff on there. Get yourself, uh, get yourself something. homecoming was, was coming up. Get your data, a nice, uh, nice glass with my face on it or a coaster. I always use coasters guys. Come on. <laughs> um, you can also email me. Right, I already said that just at gmail.com. Um, I'm on Twitter at justokpodcast okay And, uh, I wrote a book a while back and it's, it's a pretty interesting book. Um, you can eat it if you're stuck on an Island and you're hungry you could use it as a, as a doorstop you can read it if you're hooked on phonics and uh it's it's a lot of fun go to amazon.com and look up a lot of rock and a little roll it's all it's in a uh, paperback format large print for those of you who uh have a hard time seeing things and it's also um digital for kindle or uh, wherever you do uh digital books so it's it's on there so go ahead and check that out man i I'm really proud of it. I read you guys an excerpt out of it a couple weeks ago and uh yeah let's get those sales rolling man i i'm I'm proud to do the book and I'm, I'm gonna be doing another one hopefully soon i don't know yet we're i'm still working on it so um we're gonna skip the mailbag this week i don't have any any good emails I actually found out that my <clears throat> email address was compromised and, uh, was being sold on the dark web. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know right now about the, the email segment we're going to kind of put a pin in that for now. But, um, I think I gave you guys a lot of information. You guys had a cool song, rant and raved. What are your rants and raves, man? Give me some suggestions, write to me and I'll, I'll talk to you. So, um, with that man i guess that's all i've got to say this week so you know as always have yourselves a week and i will catch you guys next time